Would you allow me to lead you in the prayer for illumination this morning? Let's pray. Almighty God, your spirit leads us to find the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. As your scripture instructs us and your spirit leads, open our hearts to seek and understand the wisdom of your word. Give us the grace to understand and lead us in the light of truth and justice. Amen. The scripture reading this morning is from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. It can be found in the Sanctuary Bible on page 120 of the New Testament. Again, we will be reading from Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Listen now for God's living word. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the good will of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes. Open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action. Guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your spirit. Amen. So this coming Tuesday... This church will host a presbytery meeting, and that means that representatives of all the churches of the Presbytery of Detroit, churches that are scattered across the metropolitan area, will meet right here. Now, this meeting will begin at about 4 o'clock, and it begins with worship. And even though it's not the custom to have the pastor of the host church preach, they asked me to preach. And the theme of worship on Tuesday is failure. Three people have been asked to share a testimony, a story, about failure as it engages their faith. They've been asked to consider where they have experienced God in their experience And it's an interesting failure. question. Not a question that we gladly turn to easily for discussion, and my role, as I've been instructed as the preacher, is to reflect biblically and theologically on faith and failure. I can say there have been a few moments where I've wondered why I agreed to this. But thinking about faith, thinking about failure, reminded me of a TV show that has aired this past year called Losers. It tells the stories of athletes who failed spectacularly spectacularly. It shows, the show wrestles with this very question. In a winning is everything culture, 
how do we handle failure? One episode tells a story of a professional soccer team at risk of being the last place in all of professional English soccer. And in the last match that it came down to, do or die, a dog ran out on the field, biting their star player, which strangely rallied the team to a victory they should not have had, saving the team. There was a boxer, another episode, where a boxer whose abusive father forced him into the sport of boxing, and he had incredible success and an amazing hate for the sport, which eventually led him to choose to lose a decisive match. And in losing, he was freed to follow his dreams. There was a black figure skater who struggled to be recognized for her talent in a mostly white sport. The challenge made her approach figure skating and its art and athleticism in a way that energized fans in an entirely new way. Another episode is about a curling team that lost the Canadian Championship. But from their loss, they developed a new strategy that would change the sport for decades. This show tells stories like these, stories of failure among elite athletes. And so when considering these difficult and complex stories of failure, I begin to apply the question, where would God have been in these stories? In each story, there is a community of people that is surrounding each one of these who has been given the moniker loser. A soccer team who had a whole town behind them, no matter what, win or lose. A boxer who had friends encouraging him to work toward healing to help him recognize it's okay to lose. A figure skater who had people who believed in her and believed in the art over the score. A curling team that was actually just that, a team. Members who stood by one another thick and thin. Now each story of failure brought people together to seek a different path. And each path was defined by something more than winning or losing. And each failure gave way to a stronger sense of what it meant to be human and human in relationship. Each failure showed what it looked like when people believed that they belonged to one another. The book of Acts describes ways which God relates to human communities. Throughout the entire book, it shows God healing and restoring communities when they hurt. It shows God being merciful and generous with people who struggle. It shows that God is stronger than what endangers people in the world. And God redeems and restores communities when people hurt 
and How divide things, one another. Though, are done in isolation of human communities, though. God is always, through the book of Acts, relating to people in their situations. Now, scripture this morning says this, day by day as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. This human community, often described as the first church, devoted themselves to learning about living faith in Christ. They prayed together and prayed for one another. They sought to live life in healthy relationships with one another, forgiving when there was need. They sought to be devoted to the practice of eating together, eating around a Lord's table, eating around the common table. In all this, the church has both strong relationships and a strong sense of purpose. People of this first church lived as people who belonged to one another, knowing that they belonged to God. They lived to share everything from the bread they broke to, to the anxieties that kept them up at night. And all the while, they were mindful of Christ, who was the reason to gather. Now, Sam Wells, Sam Wells is the vicar of St. Martin's of the Field Church in Trafalgar Square, he has seen many ways to relate to one another in church and in mission. He describes four ways that people might be moved to engage with one another. And as Acts is often, Acts 2 is often used to describe the ways that we relate to one another, especially when the church relates to people who have a need, people who are hungry or in poverty, Sam Wells' ideas about how one, we relate to one another in church and mission can be valuable to us. Wells suggests that we could imagine meeting someone on the street, someone who might be homeless, who might have such a need, and he describes four options. The first is to say that we see the need to get people off the streets and into housing, employment, and profitable use of their time. And so we join a board or volunteer or donate or give money. We apply our professional skills in an agency setting. And Wells would say that in this type of scenario, we would be working for this person that we encountered the second, on the street. He describes is to speak to someone. That is, that we sit down and learn about who they are and the reason for their life circumstances, and that this is an option that considers what options might be available to this person and to help, to assist. We learn about options available for them and to help them make appointments or to take a ride to, to meet one. And in this situation, we might be working with the person. A third option that Wells describes is to sit down 
and get to know the person, to, to just pass the time together. Here, one would, the one with the problem does not sit while another person with a solution stands. Both instead sit together and share what is common between them. And in this scenario, we would be being with the person. A fourth option that Wells offers is to let our frustration lead us. When the world is harsh, we can be anger, a righteous anger, and this means that we begin to call attention to the issues, situations that create poverty or hunger, and we raise awareness, we communicate with our elected officials, we advocate about the issues important to us that we want to see change in the world, and here we would be being for a person. Now, working for or working with, being with or being for. While all these are important to relating to needs in our city, Sam Wells suggests that the church's aim, its highest sense of purpose, is being with. Being with is incarnational. It is resembling the ministry of Jesus Christ, it was not enough that God would be for the people. Wells points out that in Jesus Christ, God came to be with people, with us, among us, sharing our lives and our hopes and fears, our delights and our griefs, our triumphs and our disasters. The most basic purpose that Jesus has is to be with us. It is why when we gather here at the communion table, we sometimes say in the invitation, Jesus Christ, who has sat at all of our tables, now invites us to eat at his. Now, in recent years, Jefferson Avenue Presbyterian Church has grown in its mission relating to food security started out fairly organically when some church members recognized where need for food was observed. And after some years of attention, the issue, two issues of hunger and food access, the church is now more intentional about its food security ministries. And in any kind of ministry that seeks to provide access to food, a clear sense of purpose exists. Feed people. Cook food, give food, serve food, provide food. But the reality of food security is much more complex than giving food. It is about challenging systems that limit distribution. It is about empowering people to use their gifts. It is about understanding that good nutrition is important for learning and socialization, both physical health and mental health outcomes. It is about the way that good food creates culture and life and community as much as it necessarily fills Through the Through this belly. church's food security ministries, 
You could participate in any one, a ministry that resembles any one of Sam Wells's four options. Working for, working with, being with, and being for, and all of these are important. All of them are valuable, but also in all of them is the opportunity for being with. Now, in this church, we have Every Kid Eats, which provides food for students on weekends. It is important because, because the food that hungry students need to learn is provided through the weekend where access might not be available. Another are the emergency food programs, the deacons who offer emergency food bags for immediate hunger needs. There's also the church's free food pantry by the rear door. You simply open the door and you can leave food or take the food. The church participates in Everyone Eats, a ministry of the whole presbytery, a feeding ministry that is at the Spirit of Hope Church. Every third Wednesday, serving food and eating with people who've come to eat food. There's also community movie night, which for the most part looks like a space where we watch a movie and play games. But it also is another opportunity where neighborhood kids can come and enjoy some pizza and some fruit, some tasty food and some delicious, healthy, nutritious food. We've also had a relationship with Eden Gives that connects us to a unique food subscription system. We also raise money and give money for our church's food programs and other organizations. Myself and some other church members also participate on committees or boards that wrestle with these issues and solutions in the community and the presbytery. Our own mission committee works on these Any issues. number of these projects are available to people with a passion to support this kind of mission. But today, the mission committee is leading us in a Bread for the World offering of letters. This means that we have this opportunity to send letters to elected officials, encouraging them to support legislation and funding for nutrition and food access, uh, as well as vitamins and safe drinking water and a whole variety of other food-related needs. It is a way that the church is being for those whose access to food is limited. But our purpose in all the many things that the church Beyond the does, obvious of providing food is building these relationships, encouraging one another to not just eat, but to eat together. And so we eat together with God and one another here at the Lord's table. We are being one with one another as God is being with us. But we also eat together with God and one another when we go to a picnic at the, after church where we are being with one another as God is being with us. In all of our food ministries, there is this opportunity for being with. It brings together the fullest gifts that the church, that the people who are called the church, have kind, hospitable relationships, and the belief that access to food does not need to be limited. But the church is being with one another 
as God as being so let us with us. continue in all that we do to look like the church of Acts 2. Let us continue to eat together, led by the Spirit, today, tomorrow, and always. Thanks be to God. Amen.